is going. Dusty Wave Radio. Here we are. Having a fucking cold beer. I need to chuck my bloody ears in. The fu- dead said as soon as I went live, the fucking neighbor turned his mower on. What's the chances of that? I spent my whole day out there mowing the lawn, bloody up on the roof. Because we hadn't had rain for like dead set six months. Jeez, I could have organized that a bit better, couldn't I? Yeah, dead set. We didn't uh, have rain for six months in Queensland. It's just been hot, dry, and um, I painted my house. I did a bit of work on my house about six months ago. And then uh, then it's just been pissing down for fucking – hasn't stopped raining really for a month now. And the lawn was like – couldn't get out there to mow it. So today I was out there working on the house, doing my thing. Dusty Wave Radio, thanks for tuning in. Straight into it, Donald Trump. Let's have a look. He secured more funding for the wall. What a bloody legend. I love his moves, eh? Slowly but surely. And the thing is, he's going to get four more years and then he's going to get more wall built. Let's just have a look at the... Here's a video of a bit of progress. I think this is in San Diego. I hope I clicked sound for the sound to come through. That big, beautiful wall. Apparently, they pour concrete in the middle of them. uh, Little tubes rectangular tubes powerful what a what a fucking strategic mastermind they're signing it because they know you can't have a nation without a border you know what i mean that's the biggest f to the and the globalists that wall we want to see more of it we're lucky we've got a natural border natural barrier the ocean in australia and it effing works and that's what you need america you need a bloody oh here he is trumpo i just silenced him what's he saying can we even hear him i don't think we can whoever filmed this is amateur hour I want to thank Kevin. What we need is this wall. Thanks, buddy. Because, uh, Jeff, Jeffrey. I just funded another $3.8 billion. I wonder how much it's going to get. It's probably not going to get a lot. But you know what? It's something. It's better than freaking all the liars who keep saying they're going to get something done and they never fucking do anything. You know what I mean? Yo, Dusty. Hey, brother. Thanks for tuning in. Saturday afternoon here in beautiful sunny queensland tell me where you're from in the comment section i'm loving life i gotta go to uh some some dinner tonight i don't know and the missus is like you've got a drive so i'm only having i'm only having one beer how am i gonna survive i gotta fucking drive mate that's all good things you gotta do you know what i mean Usually the missus drives and I have a beer, so it's her friend's birthday. You got to do what you got to do. Got to do what you got to do, man. Here we go. Here's the bloody Trump. Trump, Trump grabs another $3.8 billion from Pentagon, from Pentagon for border wall. 
The Pentagon informed Congress Thursday that it will siphon another $3.8 billion from its accounts to build President Trump's border wall as he rushes to get as much construction done as possible before the end of the year. What a legend. And so he bloody should. Mr. Trump has now funneled nearly $10 billion from Defense Department accounts towards his wall over the last two years, sparking bipartisan condemnation from a Congress that says he's stealing their power of the purse and shortchanging the troops as if I bet you the troops love it. I guarantee it the troops are just like, thank goodness. Like what's the uh, point in having a, you shalom dusty. Thanks for tuning in. Neil, brother, thanks for tuning in, bro. Hope you're all having Viking one. You, brother, from tuning in from Sydney. Legends. Got a good bunch. Hope you have a good one. I've updated me uh, my website. I should show you that too. Trump. We'll get back to Trump. I'll show you my website. You know how we do it. We're just bloody we're all over the place here, this channel. Bang, Dusty Bogan. I've updated my website. So I'm, uh, is it coming through? We just wait now. Bang, here we go, the Dusty Bogan. Updated my website. You can get all the links to my D Live, my Facebook, Instagram, PayPal. I've got a podcast now. So I'm, um, if you miss any of my shows and you're driving to and from work, I got to make sure I'm a bit more. Uh, make sure I'm, uh, you know, don't stuff up the audio at all. I wonder if you can hear that mower coming through. Yeah, so I got all my links there. I got six of my freaking few mad videos. You know, a few of my latest ones. All the links there. Pretty simple. You can buy my merch. Rasterize TV. That's where I'm going to start doing, backing up a bit more, um, do a bit more controversial videos, you know what I mean? Because the PC, the political correct madness is out of control these days. So I'm, um, what I'm doing is I'm backing it up, getting my website sorted, getting my D-Live sorted, getting my podcast sorted because the censorship madness is out of control. And I'm going to start, I'm teeing it up. I'm already teeing it up. I'm going to be doing, Neil, brother, we need to do an interview for um, Rational Rise TV and then we'll stick it on there. There's a few, there's so many people I'd love to chat with and, um, you know, you just can't, probably could, can't even talk, you can't even talk about certain topics on on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, none of it. But we will now because we're going to use Rational Rise TV. That's where I'm going to stick all my buddy. All me, uh, yeah, Rational Rise TV. Where is it? Bang, that's where I'm going to start. We're going to start chucking, buddy, videos on there. And um, it's an Australian-owned and operated freedom of speech platform. I was talking to a dude today on um, all your Aussie YouTubers are on there already, ready to rock and roll, ready to take a stand against political correctness and all the bloody madness, you know what I mean? I was talking to a dude today, right, dead set on Instagram. Uh, I was following a – it's like Australian shooters or something. I don't know. I could look it up. He, um, Some dude who has like a YouTube channel, he just – it's. I think it's just 
um, Australian shooting shit up or something is the dude's YouTube channel. I seen he did an Instagram post and he's like, oh, I've just been deplatformed off YouTube. So I sent him a message and I go, hey, brother, apply to have a channel on Rational Rise TV. Get all your videos backed up on there. And he's like, thanks heaps, man. I'll check it out. And then I was like, brother, come on. Come on my show. He's going to come on. So we're going to have a guy who's a mad gun enthusiast. Um, hopefully next week I can get a hold of him and buddy. Brucey boy, you buddy legend. Oh, and poor Nick. Yeah, old mate lost his um, YouTube. So this is the this is the days we live in, people. We gotta we gotta be a step ahead. But you know, sometimes like the pressure um, challenges us to to grow and to adapt in life. You got to keep it keep adapting. We can't complain and be whinges. You know what I mean? We have got to be like right. It's not in the nature of uh, men, you know, godly men and women to uh, roll over, give up. Gets, it's too tough. Nah, we're not believe, we don't believe in the victim mentality. We're not a victim of the PC culture. We're just going to adapt, play the game, get amongst it. You got to do what you got to do, mate. That's life. So as we... As we evolve along the journey, I hope you guys stay with us. Here we go. Trump building the wall. More, it's good news, isn't it? So Mr. Trump has funneled nearly $10 billion from defense departments towards his wall over the last two years. You, the president on Thursday, renewed his declaration on a border national emergency, which he said gives him the power to take the money. Man, at least, you know, he's done what he... He's done. Maybe he hasn't done it the way he initially said. Like Trump said, he's like, I'm going to, buddy, make the Mexicans pay it. But he did do a NAFTA. I think it's called NAFTA, which is the trade agreement between Canada and, and Mexico. So he's renegotiated the trade deal. And I think, like, that's where Trump essentially, maybe maybe technically he's not lying because it's like, it's like hyperbole. He's like, and Mexico will pay for the wall. Well, I'm sure when he did the, I think it's called NAFTA. I could be wrong. I think it was called NAFTA, the trade deal between America, Canada, and Mexico. But I'm sure Trump was like, yep, this, I'm going to get a sweet, a sweet uh, deal going, export, import deal. And uh, bang, technically, there's probably heaps of more funds rolling in. And he just needs to work out a way to get them funds from Congress, which he did by declaring a, uh, emergency at the border so you can't have a nation without borders apparently is a funny thing i, I heard um it was 55 percent of mexican immigrants in america don't want any illegal immigrants in america <laughs> so the thing is like the democrats the left wing are like oh we're gonna fucking import they reckon they're gonna like import left-wing voters and eventually they'll gain control and then it's like 55 percent of the immigrants don't want they don't want illegal immigrants they want a they want a border <clears throat> here we go deb deb reckons it's called usmc now sweet thanks deb We'll keep cruising here with uh, Trump, the gold emperor, building the, the bloody big, beautiful wall. 
Um, the ongoing border security and humanitarian crisis at the southern border of the United States continues to threaten our na national security, including the security of American people. The president said in a message to Congress, the executive branch has taken steps to address the crisis, but further action is needed to address the humanitarian crisis and to control unlawful immigration and flow and the flow of narcotics and criminals across the southern border of the United States. It's good that he's just straight up. He's just straight up. Oh, here's like a little ad for Roger Stone. I don't know what, what's the name of this? The Washington Times? Maybe they're all right. Maybe this is a, a good news source. I don't really know. I'll just generally, I will just read the heading of an article, you know what I mean? And then I'll be like, um, I'll be like, that seems like I want to fucking read that. But I'll be like, I'll save it. I'll save it for my life. Sometimes it backfires on me and I read these articles and I go, fuck, that was bullshit. But, you know, keep it as authentic as possible. I'm reading this article the same time as you. You know what I mean? Yeah, it used to be called NAFTA. Is that right? Is that what I was calling it before? I don't know what I was calling it before. But, yeah, thanks, Deb. You know what I mean? Um. <laughs> this move makes my nipples rock hard. <laughs> this movie, <laughs> yeah, mate, love and life. Uh, it's not a humanitarian crisis; it's a Trojan horse, just like Europe. And I hope the Europeans have learnt a great lesson from Trump having the balls. I mean, Australia's led the way. We did the uh, offshore detention, and we were like, because we had boatloads of people. Guess, like, I did a. I reckon I could look it up. I did a um, interview with a guy. So we do offshore detention. I, I did an interview with one of the guys who was the guard from the Nauru Detention Center, and he wrote a book about it. I bloody interviewed the dude. Would have been ages ago now. Jeez, I'll show you. We'll scroll through. We're going to come back. Don't worry. We're coming back to this bloody Trump. We're going to have a look. We're going to have a scroll through my own YouTube channel. You can see the – it's, like, quite crazy how my YouTube channel has progressed along the years. I, I used to do a bit more going to rallies and interviews and stuff, um, but it seems that the – I don't know, the state government or federal government, they don't, they don't issue permit uh, visas for people to come do speaking tours, so that sucks. Fucking shut this window. Pardon me. Sorry, world. I don't know if that helps. Anyway, I used to do – we used to go to rallies. We used to go to shows. Um, you know, Nigel Farage, Milo, Stefan Molyneux. There was like a bit of good momentum in Australia with all these awesome speakers, you know, and then the government stopped uh, issuing visas. They're like, these people are dangerous. They wouldn't even let David Icke speak they like you know i think they uh i think they were even whinging about the cpac um which is i don't know some conservative annual event they were whinging about it um but yeah where's me fucking interview with old mate it's pretty it's quite a long time ago like i said i started my channel more so doing um interviews going to rallies going to events, interviewing people. Um, 
and then it's, it's evolved as the uh, permits, you know, as people couldn't get visas and people couldn't, um, they weren't issuing permits for, to, for people to protest, mainly conservatives. They're not letting conservatives or libertarians have rallies or protests, you know what I mean? It's real dog. Um, you can see all this. This is just mainly, this is the thick end of my channel where it was um, interview. Here he goes, the untold story of Manus Island. And I just, I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm telling you. The Dusty Bogan, going, mate. Yeah, I'm the Dusty <laughs> Bogan. I don't have my hat on because we're in uh, the country they club and they won't wear let my me wear my hat. At that time. Inside, so it's all good. Yeah, yeah. So we're it's like, I don't give a crap. You've done a drunk. I think I'm pretty sure I knocked Island. back like you fucking eight beers. That's right. Yep. This, this one here. Yep. So get a get a copy. David Ike. Yeah. The Justin Bieber uh, online or any bookshop, bookshop, or uh, yeah. you can steal one. But like, yeah, the lizard people. Yeah, we love the lizard yeah. people, mate. You did a real good chat. I, I like. Anyway, the, I'm fucking just the way you are. You like relaxed. We used to go to this. Um, and sincere, you know. We used to go to this Ipswich community forum, this local community forum, every Tuesday night. They still do it. That dude was doing a talk, and the the maddest thing we used to rock up all the all the rallies, all the events. And we'd just sit there, have beers, bang, bang, bang. I didn't plan anything. And afterwards, I'd be like, oh, hey, mate, do you want to do an interview? Oh, yeah, no worries. And I'd be like, how are you going? And I'd get, like, tanked up. I'd be half cut. And I'd be like, because my theory was there's no guarantee I'm going to get an interview, right? Because I didn't fucking ask them before before the event, before the rally. I'd just rock up, ask them on the spot. So my theory was go and enjoy it, have a few beers with the mates. If they say no... I've had a fucking good time. If I get an interview, I'm laughing. And the thing is, half the time I was half cut. <clears throat> so, yeah, this dude, anyway, this is relevant to the Trump story because um, this dude bangs on how... This dude bangs on how he... Um, look at that shirt I'm wearing. Jeez, Dusty. You look like a stud. I just turned the sound off anyway. We're talking shit. He, um, old mate goes on how he worked in Manus Island, Australia's offshore detention, and he's like, yeah, about – he's like 98% of them are just um, looking to get on welfare. He's like, they're not genuine refugees. He's like, there's like 1%, maybe 2%. It's real. It's hard to say, but he's like, some of them I felt compassionate and I felt oh, you'd feel like your heart goes out to a few of them. And he said, but it's far and few between. They're like hen's teeth, the genuine um, – the genuine refugees who are coming to Australia by boat. Anyway, we set up offshore detention in Australia and we pretty much shut it down. What's the he saying? Yeah. Can you see why? Oh, an exaggeration, I'd say. You know, there's a there's a gate, but you can walk out of it. So yeah, yeah. yeah and, so and he's saying, saying how it's well not a prison. Hard. Anyway, you get the gist. You get what I'm saying. I've gone out. I've had a crack. I've spoken to these people. Our offshore detention works. It's been a success story in Australia, and um, I'm glad um, Donald Trump has done the wall, done the, you know what I mean? Because doing the wall, when Australia did offshore detention, it's like we're saying, no, we don't want to be a part of the globalist rubbish. We don't want mass migration. We want to, we don't want to destroy our nations, you know what I mean? <clears throat> Flood in people to just go on bloody welfare, like, that's just idiotic. 
the best thing to do is have these uh, third world countries like, you know, if the UN, that, oh, they're so fucking compassionate, aren't the UN? Well, what's happening to all the fucking billions of dollars? How come it's not effective? How come all the fucking money we send to the UN is not helping the situation in these third world countries? Why do they have to fucking flee to a Western country? Do you know what I mean? Because we're doing it so fucking good and it why? Because we've got we've set up we've set up our system. We have a a functioning system where maybe these countries should adopt the way we do things, get rid of the corruption. You know, create an environment where people want to invest in the nation, get jobs for your people, have justice for your people, and then they don't—they don't want to fucking come here. We want to go there. You know what I mean? Uh, would you be open to separating the marsupials from the rest of the animals? <laughs> yeah. Mate, I catch them all the time. I've, I catch the filthy possums in my house. I tell you what, I've been at war with the possums at my house for fucking years, mate. They, they never stop. On the Christmas holidays, I caught dead set. I set. I have a humane trap. I've been setting this possum trap. Fucking, I was, I was catching a possum every day, and I wasn't even put. I wasn't even putting fucking food in it. I was just leaving it there. And every morning, I'm like, another one, another one, another one. And I think maybe I've. Maybe I've caught them all now because I haven't had any dramas. <clears throat> Simply get out of the UN. Unexit. UN exit. That's what I'm talking about, brother. And there's so many. Hopefully Brexit is just the beginning. The UN is absolutely corrupt and stupid. Yeah, it is. I mean, they created the UN out of fear of like the end of World War Two. you know, and they're like, we don't want this to happen again. Nations that trade together don't go to war against each other. So they wanted to make some kind of dialogue. It's gone too far. Just like the bloody European Union. At the start, maybe humble beginnings, it didn't seem too bad. But it gets to a point where the control freaks. It gets a bit much and people go like, we're not interested. And this is the problem with all the censorship on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and YouTube. There's going to come a point where people go, we're not interested anymore. You know what I mean? There's so, there's so many alternative uh, social medias and platforms these days that event eventually people are just going to go, fuck this. We've had enough. We've had enough of the UN. Had a, the, the European, the Brits, had, the British have had enough of the European Union. We've had enough, mate. We want to control our own nations, our own borders. You know, that's it. We want to be free people. And the cool thing is, is we have, um, you know, we've got awesome, some of these third world nations, like you got India, you got bloody Philippines, Brazil, all these awesome countries that are stepping up. And essentially they're saying, we're not interested to the UN. We're not interested. So here we go. We'll get into the... We'll get. We'll finish reading this Trump article. The Pentagon said Department of Homeland Security officially requested the transfer last month, saying it needs more than 1.375 billion. Congress gave it this year. Defense officials said they 
concluded the wall was a high enough priority shift the money over. Yeah, so defence officials. So the defence officials are saying, yes, we need the wall. You need to, we need to listen. They're saying, I think earlier in the uh, article, they're like, Congress were, were pissed off about this. Where does it say? Um, here we go. $10 billion from the Department of Defense accounts towards the war over the last two years, sparking bipartisan condemnation from a Congress that says he's stealing the power of the purse and shortcutting the troops. Well, we just read what the actual Defense Department's saying. They're like, the defense officials said they concluded the war was a high enough priority to shift the money over. So they can see it's a bloody, it's a defense issue for the nation. There's a reason why the military are there. And, and there's a reason we have the military, if they're there and we're like, hey, mate, what do you reckon? We, we have to, you take the fucking advice. If they are saying we want the money for the war, we can see the benefit of the war for the national security. Don't you think they should, buddy? Listen to them. The, the bipartisan Congress are a bit upset. Well, they're bleeding hearts. Why would you? You have to listen to the uh, the military. They know what they're doing. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Did you already cover what Islam says about Valentine's Day? No, not yet. We're gonna get there. I think I'm almost at the end of this article here about for Trump anyway. And then we can move on. Was that the end of it? Yeah, that's the end of it. Hang on, here we go. All of these areas along the US-Mexico border are home to some of the strongest and most violent drug cartels in the world. <clears throat> Bob Sassels, uh, Deputy Assistant Security of Defense of Homeland Defense Integration and Defense Support of Civil Authorities. Yeah, that's right. They are home to some of the strongest and most violent drug cartels in the world. That's exactly right. That should be enough of a reason to be like, Jesus Christ, these people are fucking nuts. The cartels, man, if they, you know, if they built the wall and the wall, if they have a good border, they have it under control, they can get the drugs and the guns and the cash because drugs come north. And the cash in the fire uh, firearms go south, and they, it's just like a big ecosystem of destruction. The the drug addicts in America are getting the the drugs from the cartel. They're sending the cash back. The cartels are sending the guns and the cash back south, creating more corruption in Me in Mexico and Latin America. More corruption, more devastation, more gangs, more violence. And what happens when the border becomes effective and the drugs and the money and the guns slow down and the corruption dies off and the cartels die off? And guess what? There's going to hopefully would cause an economic boom in Latin America and, and investors and companies and corporations and share markets and everything. Everyone goes, wow, we, now there's a, an amazing opportunity down in Latin America for business, making money. See these people lifted out of bloody po poverty. 
Occupy my life. Almost 2K subscribers. I know. I think I'm about six subs off. I don't know how. Make sure you uh, send a bloody... Um, send my link to my channel to a mate and just be like, yo, help my buddy Dusty get some more subs. You know what I mean? 12 pack, brother. You got to be careful what you're saying in my comment section, all right? I'm putting you in time out. I believe in free speech. YouTube doesn't. We can, you know. You know what I'm saying? What is this? We're all human beings. Uh, well, all human beings are equal. No difference between Islam and other th others' theory about human rights. I think there is. <laughs> I think some people are fucking wrong. Uh, my weed cost will skyrocket. Don't wish that voodoo on me. <laughs> yeah. I was speaking to um, Roots the other day. He lives in Chicago, and he was saying the same thing. He said once they legalized marijuana in his city and the um, all the weed dealers started, you know, robbing people and to make, you know, committing crime. It's like they went to violent crime to make a buck because they've been uh, the marijuana business has gone, gone south for them. Yeah, I guess sometimes it does create other problems, but you know what? Then it isn't if weeds legalized and they um maybe let you grow it at the same time. I think you should be able to, you know, if weed becomes legal, you should be able to buy it at the shop. Yes, but you should also be able to grow your own. You know what I mean? So that way, you know, it's like beer in Australia. I can make my own beer. I can make my own moonshine. I can make my own spirits. So it's like, yes, I make my own beer. I make my own rum, my own gin. But sometimes I'm too fucking lazy and I go to the shop and just buy beer. Do you know what I mean? So maybe that's the thing with the weed. Like you should be able to have the option to go to a shop and buy it. Yeah, you got to pay this tax on it. But then you should be able to have the option to grow it yourself, to cut your own costs. And there'll still be a huge market. For people to um who want to buy it legally and because people are fucking lazy as shit <clears throat> um we've got another article to read we're gonna go on about islam and their um how they reckon what does islam say I'm back. I don't know how the hell that happens, but sometimes I click the wrong button and my whole my whole live just goes down. <clears throat> what do I do? Yeah, okay, I see what I did. Bang, we're going to start. We're going to go through this, uh, what Islam says about Valentine's Day. It's so important. Islam, the religion of peace. Now, I'll tell you this true story. When I was a kid, young fella down in um, Holland Park, Brisbane, there's a local mosque down there. So all my 
I had a few mates from uh, Somali mates. I used to play basketball with them every afternoon. It's like probably for two years we'd just play basketball every other. And they were Muslim, right? It was probably me and a Filipino, and then everyone else was Somalian, right? And they're like, oh, they're like, oh, we're gonna the local imam or Muslim leader is gonna come down and sh- tell tell you about Allah, and we're like, yeah, whatever. No worries. And he comes down. This dude comes down. I think he was like Pakistani or something, right? And um, dead set, man. It took him about two minutes. And he was like, he's just like bloodshot eyes. Like, he's like, Islam. He's like, there will be blood on the streets. And he was going ballistic, man. So he was supposed to be, we were 17 years old. And this Muslim bloke is supposed to be a leader in the mosque, Holland Park Mosque, Brisbane City. I've told, um, I've spoken to politicians, you know, when we're having chats or do interviews and uh, Malcolm Roberts from One Nation in an interview I did with him, he's a legend. Um, I was like, dude, that mosque up there, some radical nut came down the park and was preaching fucking war on the streets. He wasn't preaching the religion of peace. But, you know, like, look, my um, Somali mates, they were pretty decent. They were good enough. It was like they heard it a thousand times, but they, you know what, they were actually all good. They weren't too bad. <clears throat> no, Dusty, every person that is public record as a drug user is red flag and loses gun rights. <clears throat> it's a trap. Dude, that's full on. So, what, what, even if they legalise marijuana, they, um, if they legalise it, they red flag you and say you can't have a gun? Like, that doesn't, that's, if it's legal, you should be able to have, you should be able to fucking, if weed's legal, alcohol's legal, then gambling's legal, whatever, guns are legal, it's all legal. There should be a legal way to ha- fucking do it. I'm not sure, but yeah, potentially, who knows? Sometimes they, you know, it's like they, uh, yeah, well, you could imagine, you could imagine. The thing is, I don't know if that's the case, Kev, Kevin, I don't know if that's the case, but I know these days, you wouldn't be surprised, would you? (laughs) Would not be a surprise. Yes, even legally, it's a trap. That sucks. Well, I don't smoke weed, so it wouldn't be a problem for me. I'd just be like, give me my gun. Uh, where are we? We're going to read this. Islam, Valentine's Day and Islam. <clears throat> this is one of these, you know, Islam's right about women things. <sighs> nah. What Islam says about Valentine's Day Allah allowed us to marry four wives so that we keep in love with our women all the time. (laughs) What the fuck? But how do the women believe that? Like, that to me is insulting. Yeah, the bloke sits there and says that, you know, and he's like, Allah said they can have four of them. That's three, Dusty. Yeah, four of them. Four wives, the love never stops. The headache never stops. Nah, any joke. 
<laughs> and the, the the crazy thing is, like, what about the poor women? <laughs> it's, it's totally biased. Matt, if, if the women could marry, uh, one woman could marry four blokes, <laughs> but it's totally like a male, you know, it's all for the ma man, isn't it? <laughs> I don't want to even read that. If you walk backwards, you're a bad machine. Yeah. Here we go. We're hooking in. Prophet Muhammad said, believers should always love, and if they do so, they become the best in life. Hmm, sounds like a fucking pretty good. <laughs> As Christians and followers of other faiths join the world to celebrate valentine's day on friday next week muslims seem to have have a common position about it valentine's day also known as saint valentine's day so celebrated every february 14 every year is recognized as a cultural commercial and somewhat religious celebration of romantic love muslim clerics are at variance with with some saying that there is no problem with Muslims celebrating it while others refer to it as forbidden haram. Oh, you are not allowed to celebrate, my friend. What? Just clicked on the wrong thing. <clears throat> haram, mate. Grow a big beard. You just need to learn a few of these phrases like haram and halal and. Allah Akbar, you fucking fit straight in half of you bloody filthy rednecks out there. No. <laughs> um, where are we? Yeah, Muslim clerics. I can't pronounce this person, this imam. Says Islamic teachings are silent about Valentine's Day and neither criminalize nor condone it. Of course of course, the bloody Quran is Islamic teachings. Well, of course, the Quran is silent about it because the Quran was written like, I don't know, seven, the year 750, maybe 400 years after the Bible was canonized. But then I don't know when St. Valentine's was a, um, I'm just going to have to look it up. Saint Valentine, Saint Valentine's death. That's what. That's the first article. Saint Valentine beheaded. So we're going on a bit of a tangent here, and we'll go. We'll go back to the Islamic bloody article. I want to learn a little bit about bloody. Blah, blah, blah. This is from the History Channel. From the History Channel, Saint Valentine. St. Valentine beheading on February 14, around the year 270 AD. So there you go. St. Valentine, this is full early Christian. This is like, uh, this is early Christianity to the max. So there's no way. This happened before the Quran, like 500 years. This happened about 400 and something years before the Quran was even written. You know what I mean? On February 14, around the year 270 AD, Valentine, a holy priest in, in Rome in the days of Emperor Claudius II, was executed under the rule of Claudius 
the cruel Rome was involved in many unpopular and bloody campaigns. The emperor had to maintain a strong army, but was but was having a difficult time getting soldiers to join his military league. Claudius believed that Roman men were unwilling to join the army because their because of their strong attachment to their wives and families. Yeah, they seem fairly normal. To get rid of the problem, Claudius banned all marriages. Oh. And encouragement in Rome and engagements in Rome. Valentine, realising the injustice of the decree, defied Claudius and continued to perform marriages of young lovers in secret. What a fucking boss. When Valentine's actions were discovered, Claudius ordered that he be put to death. Valentine was arrested and dragged before the prefect of Rome who condemned him to be beaten to death with clubs and to have his head cut off. The sentence was carried out on February 14th on or about the year 270. Fucking oath, mate. So, yeah, anyway, that's pretty cool bit of history of... uh, St. Valentine, the legend, mate. I say to my missus, right, so she's, my missus, she's like, we don't do Halloween. No Halloween in this house. Because it's like, I don't know, demonic or something. Like, them little goblins come knocking at your house for candy. It started in Australia. It's like a new thing. People are um, start, you know, starting to celebrate Valentine's Day. And, um... Fair enough, whatever. If I was young, I'd probably get amongst it too. And my missus like, I don't want anything to do with that. <clears throat> and um, so I said to her, I'm like, well, it's a Catholic holiday. It's all Hallows Day. I said, if we don't do, I said, we got to, if you want, and then Valentine's Day rolls around, you know, and I say, well, it's another Catholic holiday. It's St. Patrick, uh, St. Valentine's Day. And she's like, so? So my, my thing is we get, Valentine's Day, Easter, St. Patrick's Day, All Hallows Day or Halloween, Christmas. I think that's all. They're pretty badass. They're pretty cool Catholic holidays. <clears throat> Easter, Christmas is pretty, you know, every Christian celebrates them. But definitely Valentine's Day, St. Patrick's Day, Halloween. What's wrong with them? They're fun. They're fun. We have cool as fun as holidays. Like, at least Christian Christians have fun holidays. You know what I mean? It's like pop culture holidays, you know. They're like a bit of something that any everyone can get amongst and be a part of. And that's the funny thing about this, buddy, these Mus- Muslims who are like, it is haram. You can have the celebration of the Valentine Day. <clears throat> yeah, so I was saying the reason why I started to read about the history of Valentine's Day because they're like, uh, Muslim clerics say there's no problem with Muslims celebrating it while others refer to it as haram, forbidden. <clears throat> So-and-so imam says Islamic teachings are silent about Valentine's Day and neither criminalise nor condone it. Yeah, they're silent about it because the Quran was written in like the year 750 and like we just said, old Saint Valentine got killed, murdered, beheaded in the year 270. So, of course, the Quran is silent about it, mate. 
Uh, where are we? Every day should be Valentine's because God put love as a foundation for our marriage in Islam. That's actually nice. That's good. Uh, that is why Allah allowed us to marry four wives so that we keep in love with our woman all the time, he added. We just have full love. We have the love for the woman. Every man, four wives. You get two days a week with uh, one. Nah. Well, you get a day and a half with each wife and then two and a half days to just kick back and uh, not have a wife. That's the way they do it. It is perfect, I tell and then they, they fight amongst each other, but they leave me alone for the most part. And they help each other cook for me. Nah. Yeah, it's totally like a weird thing, as if like any women, <laughs> like the whole polygamy thing, it's always the men who are, um, oh, I get to have as many wives as I want. I get four. No women has four husbands, does she? Where are the feminists? They should be fucking outraged. Hadith in Islam, in Islam means record of the words according and things which got approved of Prophet Muhammad. Can't pronounce his name. Seems to have the same view on the matter as Zambamwain Mufti, blah, 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 commonly known as Mufti Menk. Menk was recently reported to have advised Muslims to always love their wives as if every day was Valentine's Day. Some Muslims in Uganda widely understand Valentine's Day as limited to men celebrating romantic love with women, while others think it is intimacy with another person other than their official partner. What the fuck did they come up with this shit, eh? According to... Various Muslim clerics, there is no verse in the Quran which talks about Valentine's. Because because it happened fucking 400 years before the fact, before your bloody Muhammad went into the cave and fucking a demon t t gave him a revelation from Allah. <clears throat> Jewish holidays are, are all times we got... BTFO and times with BTFO, other people. What does BTFO mean? By the, I don't know. Yeah. yeah, so it's just like out of control. It's so funny. When I had my Muslim mates back in the day and would play basketball and there was a public library, um, <clears throat> public library across the road and we used to go over there and they'd be like oh yeah have a look at these videos and they're always out of control like they have so many conspiracy theories and different like they've got a whole world of ideas the muslims like they think um i'm just saying because this muslim dude what did he say he's like some believe that it's a day where you can have love with someone who is not your wife like, they just come up with these weird fucking ideas. They have a whole, con they have a whole conspiracy that um, Buzz Aldrin became a Muslim, the 
all my young Muslim mates are like, yeah, you know, Buzz Aldrin, Neil Armstrong. He's like, yeah, when they got to the moon, apparently in Islam there's like a story where the guy had his sword and he went like this to the moon and it like made a crater and he's like, Buzz Aldrin, my mates told me, Buzz Aldrin and Neil Armstrong, when they came back, they were like, where does it say anywhere in, you know, ancient religions where there's a crater in the moon and they're like, they found it in Islam. They're both Muslims. Buzz Aldrin. I'm going to check if he's a Muslim. Here we go. False but persistent rumor that Neil Armstrong converted to Islam. I'm fucking telling you, mate. I don't make this shit up. The fucking young people, they told me this shit years ago. We're going to go, we're chasing this one down the rabbit hole too. Why not? Things you learn on this channel, mate. Yeah, false but persistent rumors that Neil Armstrong converted to Islam. The story told in First Man Neil Armstrong, familiar part of American history, a tale of the early Apollo program's obsessive drive to win the space race to get to the moon. I just want to get to the meat of the story, man. Don't stuff me around. I'll jump right down to I'll just skip a whole paragraph. Space forever had long. I hadn't even heard Armstrong name in years and quite, quite struck me as coming from a distant left field. My response mm, is what? Fucking hell, who wrote this? The Washington Post. In response, he told me, matter of fact, that when Neil Armstrong was visiting the Middle East several years ago, his Apollo, after his Apollo flight, he heard the call of the Mazine, don't know what that is, and I think it's like that, you know, call to prayer, and asked what was it was. Upon being informed of the sound source, the story went Armstrong said he had heard the very same sound on the moon. In the legend, he converted to Islam on the spot. Powerful. Powerful. <clears throat> that was my first exposure to the urban legend that held sway in part of the world for decades. Apparently, there's like all them mad... Um, oh, I forget what they call them. Them like rogue Arabs who just live live in the desert and they're like they're not bad. Look, I don't I don't really think Muslims are all that bad. I think um, when I first read the Quran, I think I've studied through the Quran like three times. I got Tommy Robinson's Quran and stuff, and uh, you know at the start I was like these Muslims they are fucked, but honestly there's not many things they need to change for to make us to for them to like fit in get rid of the burqa you can keep your headscarf not a drama i don't mind the beards i don't mind the families get get rid of polygamy get rid of the burqa you can't go around killing people and have a beard that's it four things four four and islam's not too bad uh, any opinion on the tradition of Sata? I don't know what that is. Still being practiced in India. Very 
empowering for women in my opinion i don't really know what that is bro i could google it what do you think about muslim replacement immigration yeah i don't think it's a good idea to immigrate europe are fools like um every country at the end of the day we should be having our own children <laughs> that's the biggest problem i don't think you know I think we are quite capitalistic and we're quite used to having a growing economy, grow endless growth, which I agree. I think it's a good thing. And the way to do that is to have a growing population. And people, you know, because I guess because Westerners, we like, or people who live in Western countries, capitalistic first world nations, real comfortable lifestyle. And then we want to give our kids a better life than we had. So people, you know, are probably having like one or two kids or no kids lucky rarely you see three kids right so we're like every generation is losing like it's we're not even having enough kids to replace the previous generations you know what i mean so it's technical population decline because the birth rate's so low and that could just be purely because we're like in love with the our lifestyle you know, it doesn't have to be a great conspiracy. So the government's like, well, we want never-ending growth. We're going to import population growth and consumption because it's all about population growth and consumption. You know, they're like, I think you need like four taxpayers for every pensioner. So we're like coming into a population bubble in North America, Europe, like pretty much every Western country. It's happening in Singapore and South Korea and Japan and the um, – developed parts of china everywhere where there's a developed economy there's population bubbles where the aging population's moving into pension age and there's not enough workers because you need four workers to provide for every one pensioner so as that bubble moves into retirement age they need to immigrate taxpayers that's why and so the thing is is it's not a good idea to be like we're just gonna let oh islam's the answer the, the answer is encourage people to have children and bigger families and have a naturally have a have a nation that is has natural population growth. Doesn't have to be like huge population growth, but stable, slow population growth. That's all we need. So we need to create an environment where we are encouraging people to have families, incentivizing people to have families. You know what I mean? Because it's important. And then what you could do in the meantime until we've like changed the, it's not going to like Tony Abbott's talking about it. Eastern European countries are talking about this. Japan's got a huge problem with this. Um, and, you know, some countries, they think the answer is mass migration. Well, you know, I think you can't do mass migration from just Islam, you know, or in America, you can't just have mass migration just from Mexico. It's, that's not good. That's not the right answer. What you could do is the nations need to go, well, right, we need to implement a plan for future natural population growth, encouraging families, right? Whether they, whether they subsidise IVF and they get older women to have more kids, whether they, you know, they need to have um, maternity leave, whatever they need to do, they need to do it. They need to do something, right? Because it's not working and mass migration i don't believe is the answer 
what they need to do is they need to implement these policies. Then, then they need to have an environment where they encourage families, couples, marriages, kids. Do it. They need. We need to set the culture. We need to change the culture, right? That's going to take 50 years to embed it into the culture so we have a perpetual good nation. In that time, we're probably going to need immigrants so we don't have an economic disaster. So that what I would say in that time, we need to go, we can't just let in all Muslims or all Chinese people because if you let in one demographic, this is a democracy, they're going to get citizenship, they're going to vote, they're going to vote, to, uh, vote according to their tradition. Now, the whole world is full of Hindus, Buddhists, Sikhs, Muslims, Jews, Christians, people with different ideas, and they come in that if we import immigrants, taxpayers, we want to, oh, we need taxpayers. We're going to immigrate them. They have ideas. They have, they have their own culture and tradition, and they will vote accordingly. So when you mass migrate just Chinese people, don't be surprised if Chinese people vote for according to their tradition and culture or Muslims would vote according to their tradition and culture. So I would suggest in the meantime, whilst we might, we could use uh, temporary temporary uh, work visas, student visas, let people come here for a certain amount of time and then they can go back home. That's a good idea. Have like a door, you know, rotating door. While we, like, get our population bubble under order, we can have a rotating door of immigration of workers coming in and be like, bang, they can come here, study, work, go back home. They'll probably be better educated, go back, improve their own nation. That's a good way we could do it until we get our population bubble under control, until we start incentivizing families again. We get the... Um, we get it balanced out. We need to balance it out. It's not good enough, but there's answers. There's answers and there's ways. If, if some, if me, if Dusty Bogan, a concreter, can come up with some ideas of how we could uh, solve these issues, then hey, if I can come up with a reasonable bloody, a reasonable plan, surely a politician can. You know what I mean? Oh, and get rid of the verses that say kill the infidel. Yeah, that part, Dusty, have you actually really read the Quran? Yeah, I read the Quran. I got um, Tommy Robinson's Quran over there. Um, first time I got the Quran, I ha like got an app and I got to be out. So when you read the Quran, right, it's not in chronological order. It goes from the shortest book. So say there's like chapters of a book. They're not in chronological order. The chapters go from the smallest chapter to the longest chapter. That It's non-chronological. So first time I read it, I had a, downloaded an app and I read it and then you're just like, you're smashing through these chapters and you're like, geez, this is pretty easy and they slowly get longer and longer. I got about, maybe I got a third of the way through it and then the reading off a tablet pissed me off and I was like, right, I need to get a hard copy. So then I started reading the hard copy, finished the rest of it, and then it did. It really did frustrate me, and it um, kind of made me feel negatively towards Muslims. And I was like, "This is not good for me. I don't want to feel like this." Like, look, I've read the Book of Mormon. That didn't make me not like Mormons. 
that made me like Mormons. <laughs> when I read the reading the Book of Mormon, I was like, this book is awesome. <laughs> it's like reading Narnia or Lord of the Rings, the Book of Mormon. The Quran's a bit more like it's like the never ending, constant, repetitive rant. It's like just like blah, 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 blah. Allah is this, Allah is that. If, if you do this, Allah's going to look after you. If you do that, Allah's going to punish you and life's going to be crap. It's just that over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. And then randomly they will mention like characters from the Old Testament or the New Testament. And you're like, what? And it's all out of – but then, yeah, so then I about – so I just didn't touch the Quran for about two years. Then I picked up uh, – my mate got me Tommy Robinson's Quran which is actually in chronological order because this is the thing like a lot of people go uh like say the bible when we read the bible it's like a chronological story and you know joe blow um you know old mate has a kid and then old mate dies and then his kid has kids and then he gets on with life and he has these wars and this happens and that happens and then they have kids and then he dies and blah 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 blah, blah and the story progresses and as people are dying and things change and, like, you know, whatever, they have different covenants, way to connect with God. This is, say, the Old Testament. They have different ways they connect with God, different, you know, ritual ways and laws and that. This is the way that we're doing it with God. This is the – and then it changes and it progresses. And as it progresses, the old ways die off and the new way – and, and so th this is the thing. The Bible is like that. It's a progressive story. It progresses and, and it does change. The system of relating and connecting with God changes. Even in the Old Testament flows into the New Testament. That's the same as the Quran. But the thing is, is the Quran that the Muslims read and normal people read is not in chronological order. So they read it and they think like, oh, there's a peaceful verse. Oh, a violent chapter. Oh, a peaceful chapter, oh, a violent chapter. And because it's not chronological order, they don't realize what the hell's going on. If you read the Quran in chronological order, it's peaceful. And at, towards the end, the later chapters, it gets more and more violent. So the Quran, the Islam, because the later verses are deleting out the peaceful verses, right? The more of the aggressive chapters that are at the end of the book chronologically, they that is what Muslims believe now. It's like the Christians. Like I don't follow, uh, I don't practice circumcision or the sa or Sabbath worship or tithing. I'm a Christian because I'm not under Abraham, anything uh, Adam and Eve had to do or Noah had to do or Abraham had to do or Moses had to do. Or the 12 tribes of Israel had to do nothing to do with me because now I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. The story has progressed. Christ, the, you guys would be aware of all this stuff. But yeah, anyway, you get what I'm saying. I read the Quran. It did kind of frustrate me and I had to put it away, even when I tried to read it for like the third time, study through it. But now might be a good time that I could go through it and uh, have another crack at it because, you know, I don't think it was like I didn't like I don't like feeling frustrated towards anyone like Muslims or anyone. 
I don't want to feel frustrated towards them. I don't want to read that book and be pissed off towards them. I was like, dang, I don't want it. I'm done. Tommy Robinson's Quran sitting right there. Uh, I've been reading, uh, I've been meaning to read more religious books like the Quran, Torah, or the Bible. I got through Genesis uh, before I gave up. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like that, man. I get, I get it. Like, you know, this is a thing now. Like, I used to read all the time. I like, I smashed all these, um, you know, I smashed the buddy, the Quran, the Book of Mormon. The Book of Mormon has the Pearl of Great Prize and then what is it? Covenants and Doctrines and Covenants. So there's like three, kind of three Mormon books, the Quran. Um, I read like the Book of Enoch, obviously the Old Testament and New Testament, um, all the letters of the Apostolic Fathers. So that's like, you know, when Jesus died, he rose again. I believe he rose again. The dis- and he gave the great commissioning. He said, go to all the nations, make disciples. Oh, yeah, go make disciples of all the nations, teach them everything you know, right? And um, the di- Jesus died, he rose again, gave the d- apostles the commissioning. The apostles actually went throughout Rome, India, Africa, Middle East, starting churches. So we actually have, we have the historical letters when the, apostles went and started these churches they set up bishops now we have the letters from these bishops they're not in the new testament they're the letters of the apostolic fathers right so you can read them i read all them i got a pile of books over there. i used to read them big time and then my missus was like you need facebook you need to get facebook and then the more i got into facebook more I got a fucking laptop and a smartphone and i'm reading these articles now and they're like you kind of like get your brain into like a system where you small bursts of article size information. And now, now I go to read a book and I get tired. Like old mate, I'll get like, like I'm over it. Shorter attention span. You know what I mean? Just like old mate, anonymous said, <clears throat> he got through Genesis before he gave up, and that's that's kind of where I'm at now. I haven't. I've actually gone. The last book I read and I only got halfway through it was Jordan Peterson's 12 Rules. So, brother, I'm I'm a U.S. Army vet. I read the um, complete thing while fighting the ideology. There is chronological order to it and Ro- Robinson is way off. It starts off with this is the greatest book ever written. Yeah, I understand. There is, but you get to, bro. You get, you understand that the tra- the traditional nor- normal Quran is ordered each chapter order from the shortest chapter to the longest. It's not in chronological order. So Tommy Robinson, I'm not saying he's not way off. He has about a hundred page, hundred pages of like kind of his personal opinion on islam so it does set you up with like a preconceived idea of the quran i want to read the quran again and give him the benefit of the doubt you know what i mean because i'm interested you know there's like the story how abraham uh had the promise to knock up his missus and 
like you'll be the father of many nations and his mrs sarah let abraham sleep with his um the servant girl and she got knocked up and um eventually sarah got knocked up and um abraham had two sons to two different women so the story goes that abraham um abraham's son to sarah is the descendants of the jews and then uh abraham's son to the servant girl is the descendant of the arabs right so technically biblically saying god did make a promise to abraham saying be the father of many nations and then there's certain like blessings that are there but um so it's like like i said i i put down the quran because it frustrated me and i didn't want to i actually don't want to uh i, I want to give people the benefit of the doubt for the most part <clears throat> um because yeah there's you know what there's fuckhead christians out there and you know when i was an atheist there's there was fuckhead atheists out there and i'm sure there's my i've got muslim mates and they were all good and just because that imam came down the local park when we were 17 and preached about allah and told us that there was going to be blood on the streets back in 2005 <clears throat> he knew what he was on about because obviously there's enough muslims who believe that guy's version of of the story isn't there <clears throat> peter v unfortunately islam is islam dude however even though most muslims are law abiding but studies have proven that a majority support fundamentals of sharia law thereby a trump style ban is needed and and i agree if you believe in sharia law and you believe that uh, my missus saying we gotta fucking go anyway guys we've done an hour and 10 minutes i've gone to, I, I told the missus i said i'm only going for an hour anyway at least we got to have a bit of a crack we didn't read that full um article about what islam says about valentine's day but um i am the highway bro hit me up on my um telegram uh dusty bogan's mates if you know like a fair bit about islam and want to come on ever and talk about it i'm like more than happy to have you come on brother and um even if you don't want to have your face you can just do audio but uh, i'm happy to learn more about uh any topic let's face it i had my translator explain it to me uh, while I fired rounds to keep us alive, believe me, I had some frustrating thoughts on the matter. Sounds awesome, bro. Sounds like a real cool story. Join me freaking. Um, I didn't even check my D live. How many people? Oh, yeah, we've got a few people viewing in D live. Hey. <clears throat> thanks for freaking. Oh, thanks for the few lemons there. Donated three lemons. Oh, I got a few. Does it say? Yeah, cool. Dusty, over the past five years, shout out Texas. Oh, shouting AT clouds. There you go, brother. I gave you a shout out. Thanks for tuning in. 
What did I get? 2.7 lemons. DLive's pretty cool. I'm sorry I didn't even tune in on the um the DLive stream. I have to flick between StreamYard and then actually click on the bloody um on the DLive to check it out. Uh, the Jews, the Jewish have very similar laws to Sharia law and they're going along and combining them. Yeah, you never know. I heard the other day that um, the reason why Zuckerberg is so hard out on the censorship is because he has pressure from the um, Jewish community who are like, this is not kosher. You cannot allow this kind of speech. It is blasphemy. That that could be true. Or he could just have a bunch of lawyers being like, "We don't, you don't want to get sued, mate. You know what I mean? So they just become ultra con- control freak because they're worried about getting sued. That's probably a um, reasonable explanation. Anyway, guys, thanks for tuning in. Sorry we didn't read that whole article. Oh, bloody, um, I could actually post it in the link below later because I'm going to have to hit the road. And I'm going to be good. I got to drive. Anyway, catches. Thanks for fucking tuning in. Thanks for the D Live watches. And uh, I'll catches. Who knows? Cheap Tuesday and Thirsty Thursday are definitely locked in for this week. And I might do even more lives than that because I'm, I'm enjoying it. Thanks heaps, everyone. Have a bloody good weekend. Yeah.